got a big day today. We've got uh, several big interviews we have to do today. I'm going to be here working hard, sweating like crazy, but I will smell as fresh as a daisy because I've got sweat block. Yes, that's right. Sweat block. Sweat block blocks sweat. That's why they call it sweat block. And it really does block sweat. I mean, it blocks like all sweat. Like you put it under your arms and for five or six days, you don't sweat under your arm. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy great. If you're a fan of sweating, don't get sweat block. If you don't like sweating and stinking up a room, get sweat block. It blocks sweat. But will you sweat with sweat block? No, because it blocks the sweat. Oh! Sweat block. Get the wipes now. They're great. They're fantastic. I use them all the time. Sweat block. Do they also have regular deodorant that works super well? They got sweat block. Get the wipes now. Sweat block at sweatblock.com. Find out your own stuff. What do you interview? I just have questions about... I'm trying to tell you about... Sweat Something block. that will block sweat. Sweatblock.com. Sweatblock.com. Use the promo code BECK and get 20% off of Sweatblock. What a coincidence, and I'm Glenn Beck. How did that happen? <laughs> wow. Well, I'm so glad to be here, and I'm glad you're listening from behind my cardboard microphone. I'm going to give you all of the information that you need today. We're going to we're going to start. Um, in fact, let me let me play it now. Uh, we've got uh, cut seven. Here's Joe Biden yesterday. Vim and vigor. They're making a great case on why he just signed. Uh, a veto for the anti-ESG bill. Here it is. I just signed this veto because the legislation passed by the Congress would put at risk the retirement savings of individuals across the country. They couldn't take into consideration investments that wouldn't be impacted by climate, impacted by overpaying executives, and that's why I decided to veto it. It makes sense to veto it. Okay, and it's not what that bill is saying, but I... They think you're stupid. And <laughs> I go to Kamala Harris for evidence and um, a conspiracy theory that seems to be coming true. Fed now. What's that? Oh, I can't wait to tell you. We begin in 60 seconds. Good ranchers. America's farmers and ranchers are counting on us. We need to ask. Act. Did you see in, uh, where was it, the Netherlands, where all the farmers, man, farmers, I would love for you to run for office. Uh, They are running for office in the Netherlands, and they are now, I believe, the biggest party in the Netherlands, are they not? All these farmers were like, enough of this ESG stuff. 
and uh, you're going to kill everybody because you're not letting us use fertilizer. Well, they organized, and uh, and guess what? The farmers in the Netherlands are back on top. Now, here's the problem. In America, we haven't done that yet. And our ranchers and our farmers are really struggling. But don't worry. That's right. Bill Gates is in your neighborhood, and he's buying up farmland. Mm-hmm. Instead of that, why don't you order your meat from good ranchers? Right now, about uh, 70 or 80% of the meat that you find in your supermarkets, not from America. Even though it has a little sticker on it that says, oh, American product. No, it's not. It's not. Goodranchers.com. It is. And you'll get free bacon for a year. Wait a minute. Bacon? There's 24 ounces of Applewood smoked bacon added to each box for a year. This is a subscription. You just say, hey, we eat this much chicken. We want, uh, we want ground beef, etc., etc. And you order it. And your price locks in for as long as you have the subscription. Meat prices are going to go through the roof. Another 15% this year. This offer is not going to last forever with the free bacon, so get it now. When you subscribe, you'll get Good Ranchers price lock guarantee. GoodRanchers.com. Promo code Beck. GoodRanchers.com. Well, hello, Stu. Glad back. How are you? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Uh, you know they're uh, they're they're putting up uh, barricades now uh, around um, the um, Manhattan Criminal Court. Let's put this. Can we show them? There it is. They're coming out of the truck right there. The barricades. Those barricades would stop anything. <laughs> well, they're, they're pretty short and <laughs> bike racks, basically. Right. Yeah. But they'd stop anything. Yeah. Well. And they've got to stop that teeming crowd. Of Americans that are so fed up with the federal government that they're just going to go. All of those New Yorkers that just love Donald Trump, oh, they're going yeah, to well, be down there. As we've learned uh, previously, um, major city centers are uh, big, big hotspots for Trump country oh, that yeah. came directly from Jesse Smollett. That's right. <laughs> so he told us that. Yeah, it's Trump country. It's Trump. It's, yeah, uh, that's so what they do. They run around and they yeah. say, this is Trump country. Yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're, they're not sure when they're going to arraign him or if they're going to arraign him, but they're just getting ready. They're just getting ready. Um, I mean, it does seem like they are preparing for it. What? Again, they have not announced they're going to do this, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it certainly does seem like they're preparing for Weird, it in New York. It? It's almost like a circus. Uh, take our mm. mind elsewhere. Mm. Uh, so let's um, uh, let's talk about how stupid this administration thinks you are. Here's our here's our vice president talking to a black college team. Uh, after the uh, March Madness loss last Thursday. Here she is. Listen to this. You guys are so good. You guys are so good. Mm. You played hard. You played to the very last second. Uh, you made all us bison so, so did. You hustled out there. You are smart. You are disciplined. You put everything you had into the game. And you know, that's what it's about, right? Yeah. Until the last minute, yeah. you guys did that. Oh, you didn't stop did. until the last Yay. second, you did not stop. Okay. And that is so inspiring. Oh, me too. So you What's keep playing with chin up and shoulders back. Oh, shut up. 
Shut up. This is how stupid they think people are. She's talking to them like they're fourth, four, four years old. And like they won. Right, which right. they did not. They oh, got you destroyed. You're hard out. You were shut up. You look so smart. Shut and up. You played to the last minute. Was there a choice? Uh, what other what other uh, possibility is there? Yeah, than playing no. to the last minute. <laughs> That's what all teams do in every game. Let me ask you this. So this is again little circus, little sideshow that you can watch. Meanwhile, there is someone talking to students like an adult and talking to them about uh, the um, the banking process and what's really going on. Listen to this teacher talking to his students. Listen to this. So I put 10,000 into the bank. They take my 10,000 and they go get 100,000. They borrow it from the Fed window. They get 10 times the amount of our deposits that we put into the bank. They then get 10 times the amount. They then take that 10 times the amount and they put it into treasury bonds or something else that's going to give them a yield of 7% or 6%. While they pay us what? 0.0000 nothing percent. Right. And then what happens? We get hip to it and say, hey, Mr. Silicon Valley Bank, can I have my money back? Oh, we don't have it right now. I want my money back. I don't have it. Everybody, I want my money back. Give us our money back. Hold on. We got to go sell the treasury bonds that we invested in that now are upside down because the rates are through the roof. And I don't have your money. So what has to happen to their Ponzi scheme that I would have went to jail if I did that? They get bailed out. Mr. Biden comes up and says, oh, I'm going to print more money. I wonder why he's going to print more money to devalue your dollar even more. Because guess what they're doing next to you? They're going to centralize banking. They're going to own crypto. Okay, okay. They're going to regulate everything to be digital. Okay, all right. So this is the first step oh to doing gosh, it. Oh my gosh, stop, I can't. That's a conspiracy theory. That is, how irresponsible, that teacher. Boy, I'll tell you something right now, peddling these lies. I found something yesterday interesting. It's called FedNow. Here's how it works. Cut one. Today, people and businesses expect to make and receive payments at the click of a button any time of the day, every day of the year. And most expect their financial institutions to offer or support payment services that meet the speed and convenience they seek. In fact, three in four businesses and two-thirds of consumers surveyed think it's important that their bank or credit union offer faster payments. Right. Financial institutions interested in meeting these demands can use the Federal Reserve's upcoming FedNow service Ooh. to build innovative payment offerings that what? can help them retain and attract customers Holy. and avoid losing out to the competition. Wow. With the FedNow service launching in 2023, uh -huh. the time to start preparing is now. Right. What can financial institutions do to get ready? Hmm. A bank or credit union should first get a sense of the demands and trends in the market. Let's take a look at how one financial institution might do this. Meet Jill, the Hi, Jill. CEO of Community Bank. Oh, Jill keeps a close eye on Community Bank's customer retention rates. She was surprised to see new research showing that nearly two-thirds of businesses and one-third of consumers 
indicated they would factor access to faster payments into future decisions on whether to switch financial institutions. Oh Dumb polls are they taking? Jill and her team looked at their own customer transactions and discovered an increasing number of customers moving funds to alternative payment services, such as digital wallets and mobile payment apps. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This corresponded with a noticeable decline in customers' deposits and accounts at community Uh-oh. banks. Uh-oh. They knew they had to take action. Jill and team reviewed FedNow education tools and resources to understand how the service will work and how to prepare for it. They also learned about instant payment use cases, including account-to-account transfers, bill pay, and person-to-person transactions. Stop. These Just resources. A so these, the FedNow, the FedNow system is taking applicants beginning next month, and they're launching this July for your independence, for your freedom, for your security, for your benefit. And so now you can you can go to one of these banks. You might meet Jill. Did I introduce you to Jill from Community Bank? Uh, Jill's done a survey and she found people want you know, access to their money quickly. <laughs> Two thirds of consumers <laughs> believe their money should be available at the bank when they go. Good poll. Okay, so what is Jill doing? Jill's going to the Fed and saying, can we have your non-blockchain system and, uh, and, and have it so we can give everybody a, a credit card or a bank card and it, it won't say Fed now on it, but it'll be the engine of Fed now where they just swipe their card and instantaneously they can buy something. Yeah. What? What yeah. kind of futuristic world is this? It's a crazy futuristic world. Flying cars. What's next? <laughs> but it will be faster because see right now, like if you go to a bank and you need to transfer funds, you got to go to the bank and say, hey, I need to transfer these from one account to another. And then they're like, oh, okay, account number. And they write it down. Okay, and you want to transfer where? Okay. All right, sign this. Okay, then they, then, then they do this really old, archaic thing. They go. Uh, okay, done. Hello, (laughs) it's the year 2023. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We can't wait that long. No, we need something faster and we want it to go through the Fed every time we make a purchase of something. What could possibly go wrong with this system? Well, they want you to know this is an alternative for a Fed coin. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they're not. They're saying, no, I, we want you to know clearly this is not to introduce central bank digital currency, a CBDC. No, no. This is an alternative to that. Hmm. Why do you? Hmm. Why do you? It doesn't sound like much of an alternative. It sounds like the same thing. Well, no, because you'll have. You'll have a bank card instead. It'll be your local bank doing it. It looks like one thing, but it is another. And also, Jill is a man. (laughs) 
That's how the video ends. We didn't get to that part, but that's how it ends. You find out that Jill, the CEO of Community Bank, wow, he's a dude. So did anybody hear about the quote, much anticipated mm. and, uh, uh, and heralded new Fed Now system? Have you been waiting? Because I didn't even know about it. No. I, in fact, I thought all of this was a conspiracy. The video was from 2021. Yeah. It's almost like there was something behind this the whole time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it weird that it's like, hey, everybody, we're going to do this uh, in April. And banks, if you're having a liquidity problem, your answer is just over the horizon with Fed now. Wow. What a coincidence. But remember... This has nothing to do with a Fed coin because that would track every dime that you spend. Oh, and some other things that uh, you should probably be aware of. I'll tell you about that in 60 seconds. How do people have faith in socialism? It's failed over and over and over again. You know why? You know why it's failed? Wrong people. No, it's not that it's a horrible idea and goes against human nature itself, so it always ends in bloodshed. No, it always ends in bloodshed because they didn't do it right. But this time, it will be different. (laughs) Now, how do you get people to believe that? Oh, I don't know. Take over education? Yeah, and they've done that. What are your kids learning? I would like to ask you to turn to the Tuttle Twins to help fight back and teach your kids about personal responsibility, free markets, entrepreneurship, limited government. By the way, you know who we have on today? You want to talk about personal responsibility and entrepreneurship? The guy who started Home Depot is on with us today. Mm. He is fantastic. Anyway, the Tuttle Twins will teach your kids all of these things. The left despises these because, I mean, they'd be good, but it was just the wrong people writing it this time. Maybe they can rewrite it like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, the, um, uh, the Tuttle Twins would like to offer you a free DVD with some of the episodes of their cartoons. They now have really great cartoons uh, and their books. All you have to do is order a set of their kids' books at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This week only, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. You get a free DVD with the episodes of their cartoon when you order the books. That's this week only, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10-second station ID. Okay, next hour, we're going to get into this and uh, show you exactly what needs to be done and uh, what is really happening. But we've been telling you about the Uniform Commercial Code. I know kids are running. Wait, Dad, is he talking about the UCC again? Turn it up. I know it's so exciting. Uh, But the the Uniform Commercial Code is um, the UCC is something that we use to just make everything uh, compliant with each other, easy to do business with each other. It's been around forever, and they change it from time to time. But they've just made a major change um, uh, regarding CBDC. It is changing the the uh, definition of money to include the Fed 
coin, which definitely is not happening. It's just Fed now, which is an alternative. Anyway, it's really important that you stop this dead in its tracks. However, we have been talking to some attorneys and everything else, and uh, there's uh, there's more uh, to this than met the eye. When you put money into a bank, you are taking real physical cash that you possess uh, or can possess, and you're giving that over to the bank as a deposit. When you do that, you give the bank control of that money. So as soon as you give the money to the bank, you're really no longer the owner of that money. The bank has that money. You become a liability, somebody they have to pay back. That's the way the law is written. The bank owns the money. And you're still entitled to get the money back, of course, um, and to use the deposit account to cover expenses. But you're no longer the owner of the money. This is why the bank has the right to lend the money to somebody else without checking with you first. If you want to take the money out of the bank account, you take ownership again. You're like, I don't like you, Mr. Banker. I'm going to go see Jill at Community. Was it Jill? The guy at Community. Jill, Jill at Community Bank. Community Bank. You take your deposit out. You take it in cash. You walk away and you go over see Jill. Hey, Jill. Oh, formerly hey, Jim. You want to you want to open up an account with us? <laughs> okay, here's the problem with central bank digital currency. There is no physical cash. There's even with Bitcoin, you can take it on a thumb drive and you stick it in your pocket. Or you can move it from uh, you know, one uh, off ramp to another. Just memorize your seed phrase. That's all you Yeah, you get to do good. A bunch of different things. Okay. So, but it's yours. But CBDC is electronic and it's only in Fed now. <laughs> it's only in the Federal Reserve System. So, let's see. Is that a Fed now in your pocket, Jill? <laughs> or are you just happy to see me? Theoretically, a digital currency could be designed so you could download it on a hard drive, store it on a private digital wallet or something. But that's what Fed now is getting rid of. So there's no chance uh, that CBDC is going to be designed this way. Now, that means your deposits, once you deposit them in the bank with the Fed, that makes the deposits not money. Therefore, you don't own it. The institution controlling the platform, either the private banks or the feds, would own it. You would own no money. It would be the people who control the platforms. Oh, you mean like you'll own nothing, you'll have no privacy, and you'll love it? Well, yes, two of those three things are true. The Glenn Beck Program. More on this coming up in just a minute. Um, let me tell you about my pillow. You know the uh, number one selling item from Mike Lindell's my pillow company would be come on slippers. Believe it. My pillow is having a massive closeout sale on their slippers. When you use the promo code Beck, you'll get the all season slippers for twenty five bucks. 
This is normally $149.98, which means you're getting over $120 in savings. My Slippers has this amazing four-layer design you're just not going to get from any other slipper. Patented layers ensure extra comfortability and durability, which means you can wear them anytime, anywhere, and your feet are going to feel great. They come in a ton of new colors. They make perfect gifts. Uh, You know, I'm just saying, son... Uh, you've been wearing my slippers and maybe you owe your dad a new pair of slippers. I'm just saying. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. MyPillow.com. Grab a pair of the all-season slippers for 25 bucks. Normally 149 Get this blowout now. 800-966-3117 or MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. If you use the promo code, will not be censored. You'll get 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. So uh, yesterday I, uh, I tweeted and put something, I think, on Instagram. Um, a video of my... My wife uh, and I went shopping at Costco yesterday, and so I just uh, I just tweeted, uh, not saying you should go to Costco, but I'm not not saying it either. Um, uh, just assuming like a dummy that people would understand that I'm concerned about the banking system, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just a good idea to stock up on aspirin and children's Tylenol and allergy medicine and things that you know you're gonna need. If there's a breakdown of the supply chain, you don't want to be without medicine and toothpaste and things like that. Sure. So that's what I did yesterday. Uh, and then immediately it caught fire with Glenn Beck is suggesting that there will be so much unrest due to Trump being indicted that people should stock up on essentials. <laughs> you you suggested that? <laughs> that's what I suggested, mm. apparently. So uh, that was what I was really worried about. It had nothing to do with the bank's. Uh, nope, uh-uh. had nothing to do with that. I feel like that was in the news. People uh, may have heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It might have been something that I've been known to talk about uh, being prepared. Um, and speaking of that, I have the results of this audience, and I think it's going to shock you. Uh, this audience, we took uh, a poll of 10,000 audience members. How prepared are you? Now, we took this last week, Stu. You didn't, you didn't get a chance to participate, darn right. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for mainly entertainment purposes, uh, I thought we would uh, have you take the poll. Uh, <laughs> how much food do you have saved with a long shelf life? Uh, I only order takeout. Maybe till the end of a work week. At least two weeks worth of food. My food stockpile can last several months. That's three. Uh, I'm good for at least a year. I mean, definitely at least two weeks. I would say the question is, can I get to several months? And I think, can you get several months? It's, it's three. Yeah, I think I could get to. I I'll go with that one. I think I could get to that. I have. I do have a. a um, I had a place in order a couple of years ago. My Patriot Supply got some stuff for what? Like your forty-eight hour kit for my no, Patriot Supply? No, it was supply. like a big, a couple of big boxes. Okay, it's got lots of packets no in there. Do you even know where exactly. they are? Yeah. Oh boy. They're, yes, I, I loosely. They're in what I know kind of where they are. Okay. How much? I can find them at a pinch. <laughs> how much bottled water do you have stored in case of an emergency? Mm. Tap water doesn't count. None. I'd be dead within three days. I have a large. 
pack of plastic water bottles from my kids' soccer games that could last okay. a couple of days. Definitely at least, at least this high. I have a few Costco-sized water bottle packs that could last a week or two. My water stockpile could last several months. I'm good for at least a year. There's a big gap between a couple weeks and several months. Yeah, I, I I feel like I'm falling in that window quite a bit because I do have a few of those big uh, water cooler jugs. Yeah, you know I kept. Yeah, we had yeah, a water yeah. cooler for a while. We don't have it right. anymore. But I kept a bunch of the extra bottles just in case because I was thinking about you. You're always talking about so how we need when things. let's say power goes out. Yeah, you'll be able to not fill those right away. No, they're filled. Oh, they're filled. They're sealed. Good for you. First, when they were first Good for delivered. You. Good for you. Now, then you probably have a better water supply than I have. Really? Yeah. I knew it. Yeah, I, I knew I'm it. I'm the one who's prepared around here. Oh, well, I, anyway. Um, <laughs> how many of the following basic supplies do you have? Mm-hmm. A flashlight with extra batteries? I probably, yeah, almost I'm definitely. I'm like a battery central man. Yeah, my, my wife, wife has. is like batteries. Uh, battery-powered solar-powered radio. Solar-powered radio, radio. or battery-powered radio. I might have that. Cell phones mm. and chargers. Yeah. Cell, pho- cell phones and chargers. Yes, I've yes. got cell phones and chargers. And uh, matches. Hey, we have a few lighters. Yeah. Does that count? Well, I guess. Doesn't yeah. say lighters, but, but yeah. matches. I mean, yeah. I think I was pretty good on that okay. one. I, yeah, you know. okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, how this is, secure, I'm basically a prepper is what we're learning here. Uh, uh, how secure <laughs> is your home or your shelter? Not prepared at all. I have a fireplace and firewood. Okay. Yeah. I do have so, a fireplace. Yeah, but it's gas, isn't it? Uh, I do have a gas fireplace. Yeah. I do have a, a, a out, out, uh, uh, one of those little outdoor fire pits. Does uh-huh. that count? I got, it's got a propane tank. No, no, it really no. doesn't. Okay. No. Uh-uh. All right. We can, bring, we can move, slide that right into the house. What could go wrong? Yeah. I have an alternate source of heat to cook food. Like a charcoal grill or camping stove. That's there you are. I have a gas grill. Um, in addition to a heat source, I have a backup generator in case of power outages. Uh, I, have, I have a very, I have a little backup generator. Okay. We used it because we lost power. Right. And I was able to power the refrigerator for like eight straight there you hours. Go. There you go. We didn't lose our food. Yeah. I have an entire bunker that's ready to go if power goes out. Uh, I do not have that. You do not well, have I, that. I have that. That's Glenn's house. Yeah. We think of Glenn's house no, as our bunker. I have guns if I wouldn't have lost them in that That's why I'm happy you end. lost them in the fishing right. accident, because now I can come over and you probably won't shoot at me, at least early. How strong is your emergency fund? This one I, is really in, very important, mm. because if the banks go down, which do not panic, all you have to do is prepare. If you have enough money for... A few days of what it would cost to, you know, get gas and food or whatever, you should have that in cash. Be great to have, you know, your monthly bills in cash for a month. Okay. But you should have some cash just in case there's a banking holiday. (laughs) I love that. I mean, the banks collapse. I mean, I'm not paying bills. What are they going to do? Uh, I just tell them the bank's collapse. Sorry, I can't right. make those payments. Okay. How strong is your emergency fund? I don't have an emergency fund. My emergency fund can cover one to two months of expenses. This is not cash on hand. This is what you would have in the bank. Okay. Three to five months of expenses, six to eight months of expenses, a year's worth of expenses. 
I mean, I could go easily into multiple years. So yeah. I got it all stored over at FTX. <laughs> I don't remember. I haven't checked in a while. Though. Uh, <laughs> how much do you have invested in silver, gold, or other precious metals? Mm-hmm. None. I bought half a gram of silver just for kicks. Precious metals are a small part of what I have. Precious metals, medium, or precious metals, large part. Ooh, uh, you know, I mean, that's just, uh, I mean, this is entertainment purposes. This is entertainment only. purposes. My social say, security number, is that yeah. the next question on this? How many of these barter skills do you know? Oh, gosh. Ooh, I was bad on this one. Mm. Carpentry, sewing, <laughs> auto repair, medical expertise, mm. or zero. When when do you get to talk on radio? Yeah. Do you get <laughs> that's that? zero. Okay. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. zero. I had to punch zero on that one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, zero how much emergency that. fuel do you have stored for your car? None. I have an extra gallon of gas in the garage. I have enough extra gas for last a month. Gas stored for last. What do you do? Six months. What are you supposed to do with extra gas? You put I, it I, in. You put it in. You know, plastic containers. Yeah. The big red plastic yeah. containers. Okay. And then what? And then you you fill them up. Uh-huh. And then over about a two-month period, you cycle through that gas. So if you need gas instead I've of- read horror stories about the- Because I had the, the- Because we lost power, I had to go get gas at the, you know, for yeah, the generator. Yeah. Right. And I, I did that. And then I had left- Once the power came back on, I had leftover gas. Right. And then I, I was like, well, what am I supposed to do with this gas? And then I started re- I went online. I made the mistake of searching for what I should do. And it was like, your house will burn down if you keep this gas anywhere within 500 feet of your home. Stop. That's basically what they said. So then I just started I just started running my car in the driveway, burning gas and filling it back up. <laughs> That's legitimately what I did. Is that really what you did? I, I, just, I just ran my gas in the driveway for like eight straight hours and just kept filling it up until I burned all the gas into the atmosphere, directly into the atmosphed. If you have a shed or something like that just keep it in in the shed then the shed burns down that's right. what the online then there'll said. be an explosion uh how well do you know how to use a paper map ah, I could, i'm good at that hopeless that. without an iphone could possibly navigate to the other side of the neighborhood navigate around a new city can handle long-haul roadmap trips with a paper map uh i'm uh i'm bear grills drop me in the middle of Mo- uh, mongolian desert with a map and a compass and i can find my way back to civilization i mean i probably am not to that level but i can read a paper map i will say this is the same thing that's going to happen with ai i was thinking of you the other day when i was thinking of this because uh what happened from maps to gps is about is about what's about to happen with our like writing skills everything 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 yeah. you're not going to do any of it anymore yeah. you're just going to look you're going to Click AI. You're gonna click Chat GPT. It's gonna write something up for you. you to glance at it. it. You'll go. I need report for school. <laughs> yes, we got it. The idiocracy is going yeah, to happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. All right. Did you did you actually take it and click on it? Or oh, not? I thought you were doing it. No, I was doing it for me. You. I'm Mad Max, by the way. One hundred percent. You have Even to with be. no skills. No skills. All right, hold on. Anyway, I'm quickly going through. Here. You go through right. it. Ten thousand people took the quiz in this audience. Where do you think most of this audience is? Uh, I mean, I would think you'd think this audience is super well prepared, right? So 1.7 are toast. Okay. (laughs) You won't survive if your kitchen table breaks. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know what to do. I had to eat the children. Uh, So let's... 1.7 1.7 that took it not prepared at all. 13% could survive a mild disaster. 
they've tucked um, you know some finances away for emergencies. They have useful tools or skills, um, you know, and a little bit of food. Um, most of this audience could survive a big disaster. In fact, sixty nine point eight percent of this mm. audience. Congratulations. You have some investment in precious metals, an emergency fund, some food and supplies stockpiled, maybe an extra generator. Even though you may not be a prepper, you've taken steps to prepare for hard times, which will protect you and your loved ones for weeks, even months. That's 70 percent of this audience. Hmm. Uh, And then there's then there's this uh, Mad Max category of. 15%, 14.7%, 15% 15%, 14.7%, 15% of this audience is Mad Max. Um, you're one of the few people uh, who could actually survive a nuclear apocalypse. Uh, there, you know, there's few that I bet you in the general population, I can't even imagine what 1%, less than 1%. Your bunker is stocked with food, water, supplies to last you months. Silver, gold emergency fund will help you cruise in times of financial distress. You can secure more goods because you have learned a bunch of barter skills. You are Mad Max. It's great. Now, yeah. if you haven't taken this test, you could just take it for yourself now. But we have the ultimate preparation uh, guide, which is filled with really easy. Do this. Do you have this? Just a checklist. And you can go as far as you want on the list. But it is a really easy guide to be prepared for whatever may come your way. Um, go to glenbeck.com now and uh, see how prepared you actually are. Uh, and then prepare. If you want that list, you can find it at glenbeck.com. I think it's, it's no longer on the front page, so I think you have to go down at glenbeck.com and click on, what is it, extra stories or something like that. Um, if you just go to the front page, let me see what it says. You'll, you'll load more yeah, load, content. Load like. more content. It's mm-hmm. right before my big fat face with the radio and TV on it. Uh, load more content. Hit that, and then you'll find it on that second page. All right. Recently, Independent Living Systems, uh, which is a healthcare administrator and solutions provider, went through a data breach that exposed personal information of yeah, just about 4.7 million people. The hack went on from July of 22 to just recently. Pulling patient names, social security, tax numbers, medical, health insurance information— Absolutely everything. Imagine if you were one of the victims. It is important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft can affect our lives, all of our lives. We do everything online. Get 25% off now your subscription to LifeLock. Top of the line in cybersecurity with both preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. Nobody can prevent all identity threats or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the best out there, in my opinion. You can join now, save 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25% now. Lifelock.com. Glenn Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, the White House has sounded the alarm on the Freedom Caucus budget plan. You know, they want to cut uh, spending. 
and uh, Joe Biden said it's irresponsible. He's got to spend seven trillion, seven trillion dollars uh, in the next year. There's nothing left uh, in the cupboard. Yeah, there's nothing left. Nope. So he needs six point eight trillion dollars uh, or we're going to default. And uh, the Freedom Caucus says, no, I, I don't. Mm-mm, I don't think so. But. Who will win? So we need to spend more money to avoid default. When you, I feel you like the opposite. Spend money true. to make money, yeah. Stu. Yeah, you got to spend money to make make money. Imagine how much money we're going to make if we spend if we spend six point eight trillion dollars. I mean, I, it'll be less than six point eight trillion dollars. Knowing <laughs> knowing this government, uh, and um, I, I'm not expecting that the president is there. They are seriously considering. Photographing him, mugshot and fingerprint if he's indicted and bring him in. And Trump has said the whole point. Yeah. Trump said he'd turn himself in. Trump has also said you could do it virtually, you know, and that can be done. But nope, not good enough. They need a perp walk. This is the whole reason they're doing this, right? Uh, And and I think they're doing it intentionally just to drive you out of your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not it's it's uh. Is it really a coincidence that this is happening when we're this close with Joe Biden and all of his stuff in with Hunter Biden? Really? Because once he does this, then they'll just say they're only doing that because of what we did to to Donald Trump. That's what they're going to say. Is it also a coincidence that we're on the eve of war and financial collapse and this is going on? No. That's you should hear that every time, every time. Uh, there's no reason to get upset by this. They've been doing this to Donald Trump since the since the day he walked down the elevator. Uh, so what are we going to do about it? We're going to elect people who have a spine and we're going to keep Uh, the heat on the feet of the GOP and tell them stop this nonsense stop it now where's your spine stand up to the justice department let me tell you about rough greens whoever said taking care of dogs is easy uh, it's not you have to for a really good job uh, you know, uh, my kids think I'm taking them out, you know, once a day. Okay, that's not really a good job. That's not even the basic job. Giving your, your dog the best food and watching his health is really important. Kibble food uh, has all the you know good stuff cooked out of it. This is where naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black came in. He set out to solve the problem and come up with a basic supplement that you can sprinkle on anything your dog is eating and turn it into a really healthy meal. It's called Rough Greens. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck, or you can call 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLEN-33. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. All right. National radio program begins again. Hour number two in just a few seconds. Stand by for news.
you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, hello, America. I want to I want to give you some really important information uh, that uh, you probably don't know about with our banking system and uh, and and the fun of central bank digital currency. But I, I want to start here again. This is cut one. Joe Biden yesterday uh, as he uh, as he signed a veto on the woke ESG investing. I just signed this veto because the legislation passed by the Congress put at risk the retirement savings of individuals across the country. They couldn't take into consideration investments that wouldn't be impacted by climate, impacted by overpaying executives. That's right. That's why I just... I just had to veto it because I have many powerful friends that are going to take over the world. <laughs> get into that here in just a second. First, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's My Patriot Supply. Where do you stand on the word unthinkable? Do you use that anymore? Because I don't know about you, but I feel a little like Vicente uh, in The Princess Bride. I'll read a story or hear something every day. I'm like, inconceivable. No, it's really not. Nope, unthinkable, inconceivable. Those words don't mean what they used to mean. Uh, Things that are happening in our world are happening at a rapid pace. Now, maybe Starfield starts rolling back the other way, but I doubt it. MyPatriotSupply.com. Check out their popular three-month emergency food kit right now. You'll save $200 on each kit. Each kit will give you a wide variety of delicious breakfast, lunch, dinners, drinks, snacks. It's 2,000 calories a day for optimum strength and energy. Act now. Claim your $200 savings per kit. You'll sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst happens. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Enjoy the free shipping now. Unmarked boxes, mypatriotsupply.com. I cannot urge you strongly enough to please take this into consideration and do it today. Mypatriotsupply.com. All right. Justin Haskins is uh, with us. Justin is um, the uh, social, he's with the Socialism Research Center at the uh, Heartland Institute, where he is the director. He has been working uh, tirelessly on stopping uh, socialism. He is also, he was one of our uh, main uh, contributors to our Arguing with Socialists book. Um, He is also my co-author of the book, The Great Reset, and our fourth coming book, We're All Going to Die. I'm not sure exactly what we, what did we name it? <laughs> Justin, I, that was my working have, have title told, for quite some time. Uh, have we, t- are we telling people? Is this the first time? I don't know. Can we, is it, oh, you know I, what? I, check well, somebody, hang on, check know. Amazon, see if it's up for sale. <laughs> if it's up for sale, we'll announce it. I, it's supposed to be in the next few days. The, the name um, of the book. No, 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 don't say book. it. Don't say it. Oh, okay. Don't right, say it. Right, okay. So, uh, Justin, you wrote to me something kind of disturbing uh, last hour, I uh, I played these happy little commercials from the Federal Reserve uh, about the Fed now. It's a new service for all of the banks, which will which will make the transfer of funds. You know, whether you're out shopping or you're a business owner or you're doing bank to bank transactions, 
You just run everything through the Federal Reserve and it'll happen fast. And I thought, yeah, isn't that exciting? It's very exciting. Now, they're claiming that this is uh, this is the alternative to a CBDC, which is a central bank digital currency. Doesn't really sound so much like a alternative as much as a, uh, I don't know, system to run that on. Yeah, I mean, basically, this is this is like uh, Jason Petrell, your your head researcher, because he and I are now best friends, and we exchange emails all the time. Yeah. He's, my, he's my best. <laughs> he came up with this great analogy. This is like the drug dealer who's new on the block, and he's not just going to start injecting people with heroin. That's not how you sell lots of drugs. That's not how you do it. First, you get them hooked. You just give them a little taste. And then after they get a little taste, now they're hooked. Then you can start really pushing the hard stuff. That's what this is all about. Okay, the Federal Reserve is basically a drug pusher. Okay, and this is the start of it. Normally, regular folks like you and me and people in the audience, we don't interact with the Fed. We're not used to that. We don't like the Fed. We don't trust them very much. And so what they want to do is say, just have a little taste. You'll see. It's going to be great. Just have a little taste. This is a, this is a stepping stone to a CBDC. This is our first interaction to using the Fed directly so that we can become more comfortable with it. So it's normalized. And then after this, you're going to get a central bank digital currency. We already know this because there's a billion government reports talking about how they're going to design it, what it's going to look like, why people should use it, what the principles should be behind it, all of that kind of stuff. So we know a CBDC is coming. This is just the first step in that process to try to normalize people interacting directly with the Fed in this sort of high-tech instant transfer payment uh, portal. So we've been talking about the Uniform Commercial Code, which is complicated and it's 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 usually nothing anyone should ever have to think about. However, they have included central bank digital currency as the new definition of money. But money makes us think of money that you can take from the bank, that you own it, you get paid, you get to do what you want with it. But central bank digital currency is not really money, correct? Yeah, what's happening in uh, more than 20 states across the country right now, and it's going to happen in all 50 states eventually, is lawmakers are looking at updating the Uniform Commercial Code so that a foundation is being laid for a future central bank digital currency. And not just any kind of central bank digital currency, but a central bank digital currency that is programmable, trackable, that you, you won't have any privacy with the things that you're doing with the CBDC, that it can be controlled and manipulated. This kind of thing is actually being written into the code. They don't use the word central bank digital currency, but they, but they outline it in such a way so that that has to be what they're talking about. So it's not creating the CBDC. That's not what this is no. aiming to do. It's just laying the foundation to make it easier to use it in certain kinds of commercial transactions. So, so people know, and this is what you really have to understand, This is not like Bitcoin. Bitcoin is such a danger because you get to do with it what you want to do with it. And the Federal Reserve is not aware of anything and can't do anything. You have the ultimate power with your money. The opposite is true with the uh, the Fed coin that they will be introducing. And this what is what makes it so dangerous, not just the tracking 
They not will not just know absolutely everything that you spend. But Justin just said a key word that most people don't really understand. It's programmable, meaning it is programmable for the individual. So, in other words, if the government decides that they're going to, uh, you know, we need to get we need to cut down on fat, fat fatties, then my digital coin will not allow me to buy fatty foods. I wouldn't be able to go to McDonald's. I'm using this as an example. There is not, you know, anything in the works to do this, except this is what programmable means. They can program it. So if they say, you know what? Nobody's going to work. Uh, You're not an essential employee. Your coin will not buy gas. So you can go to try to fill up. But when you put your digital card in from the Fed, it will say denied. And you won't have any way other than that card to be able to buy what you need. It is absolute control of your life. Yes, that, that, is, that is exactly right. And there actually has been things, statements that have been made by the Biden administration itself, where it is it's said as part of its uh, report studying CBDCs and the benefits of it and how it would be designed if it were going to make a CBDC, even though they haven't committed to doing that exactly. They've, they've done all the groundwork for it. They've said flat out that a CBDC needs to account for climate change. It needs to have financial inclusion built into it. It needs to have equity built into it. It needs to uh, have uh, concerns about pollution built into it. They have worked with uh, hundreds of stakeholders, and we all know what that means, nonprofit groups and labor organizations and others Community who activists. help design the CBDC. So why are they doing all of that? Because it's going to be programmed so that you can use it in certain ways uh, so that it can be prohibited in other ways, and it can change on a dime. See, that's the other important thing. It's not when it's programmable, they can change the rules whenever they want. It's not as though they set the rules at the beginning and that's the rules forever. They can change the rules as they go. That's the threat of a programmable currency. So it is a huge threat to, to, to liberty. And all they will concentrate on is the one fact, and mark my words, this way it's going to happen. We're going to have a banking collapse. Your, um, because there's a banking collapse, that will cause the uh, dollar to skyrocket in inflation, possibly hyperinflation, because you won't be able to have a supply chain anymore. So many people will be unemployed. There's so much money uh, awash that if you want to buy something, well, you got 100 bucks. Yeah, I'll buy that for $100. And it might be something that was worth $4 before the collapse. And People will pay it. Hyperinflation will go crazy. The Fed will say, look, we got to stop this. Inflation is too much. We're going to give you a digital currency. It's already in a bank with your name. All you have to do is sign in and it will give you the the, uh, money. And that's what's going to control inflation. How do we know this? Because we wrote about it in arguing. I believe it was in arguing with socialists, um, a chapter that we almost didn't put in on modern monetary theory and modern monetary theory is what we're operating on we can spend as much money as you want don't worry about inflation if they have digital control of everyone's spending 
Right. Exactly right. We talked about it both in arguing with socialists and the Great Reset. It's a huge part of, of, of both socialist plans and Great Reset elites plans, and those are not necessarily the same groups. Uh, but there's no doubt about it that that's the goal. So why are there 20-some-odd states in the United States right now? Many of them are red states. Texas, Kentucky, Arizona, Oklahoma, North Dakota, Missouri, Montana, Arkansas, etc. Why are they all doing whatever they possibly can on the UCC code, updating it to make it at least a little bit easier for a CBDC to be utilized in the future when a CBDC doesn't even exist yet? Why would they be doing that? That, that is a really, really important question. But it's much worse than everything that we've said so far. And that's that having worked with these lawmakers across the country, uh, we've started to discover things in the UCC, in the commercial code, that are incredibly, incredibly disturbing, things that most of us just didn't realize were true. And if CBDCs happen, uh, we're in for a world of hurt that we, we didn't see coming. And, and the reason for that is because under commercial code, when you take money, like if you have cash right now under the current code, and you go to the bank and you put money in the bank, that money is no longer your money. Correct. That money actually now is owned by the bank. You Hang on just a second. Money. This is why you, and this changed, this part of this changed in 2008. You are the lender of uh, last resort, right? You are the last person in line to get money if you have deposited into the bank. Because the bank, when you give them that money and deposit it, they are then taking that money. They don't have to ask for permission to loan it out. They take that money as theirs and they loan it out. So what happens to your money? Well, you don't have money. You, what you have is a number in the bank that the bank can now give back to you. Or if they go belly up, well, then you lose your money because uh, it wasn't yours anyway. Correct? Yes, it's not your money. It's owned by the bank now. Now, you can go to the bank and say, I want my money back, and then they hand you the money back in cash, and you can walk out the door, and that money is yours. You own that money. But here's the thing about a central bank digital currency, and this is what we're beginning to learn, how the commercial code deals with that. When You, you can't put central bank digital dollars okay, a digital Fed coin, you can't put that in your pocket and walk out the door, can you? It has to be somewhere. It can't be in your actual possession. Well, and because wait, of that... A Bitcoin, you can put on a thumb drive, and so you can walk away with it. Yes. But digital but currency, central bank, no? Correct. They're not going to design it so that you can put it into a hard drive or something like that. But even if, but even if they did... The uniform, and that's why they're updating the uniform commercial code the way they are. They're putting rules into place so that you could use a CBDC even if it is possible to download it onto a hard drive or something like that. But the lawyers behind the uniform commercial code acknowledge in their various meetings and comments and other things that it is highly unlikely that a CBDC would ever be designed in that way. It's not, you're going to have to put it into some kind of account. So what does that mean? What it means in effect is that all of the money, all of the CBDC money that exists in society will be owned by whoever owns the account which means the Fed or the bank or whoever is designated by the federal government to operate that system. But you, the individual person, will not own any money. The money will belong to someone else. 
It will not belong to you. You will not own it. Under the commercial code as it is written right now, forget about what they're revising it to. Under it right now, you would not own any money. It would all belong to someone else. So forget about whether it's programmable from a design perspective. In practice, it's not going to be your money anyway. And so how can you not think uh, of, of that famous article for the World Economic Forum we've talked about a thousand times, in the future, you will own nothing and you'll have no privacy. Well, it seems like that is exactly what the purpose of this is. So it is not enough to simply kill the UCC bill updates that we're talking about all across the country. That is essential, but we need to do more than that. We need to rewrite that code so that CBDCs cannot be used in a variety of other contexts as well. All right, stand by. Uh, Stand by. I I think that uh, we have to... We have to really, truly uh, get down to a basic line here that you have to do in your own state. And I'm not sure, and I want to talk to Justin, that, you know, the UCC code is enough. And we'll talk about that here in just 60 seconds. Um, You know, some people have a hard time falling asleep. I have a hard time falling asleep. And what, three times in the last seven days, probably? I took relief factor sleep. It it works wonders for me. Um, when you when you don't get your sleep, you fall asleep in meetings. Ah, oh, that's really good. When you don't get your sleep, uh, you're not performing at your best. Relief factor sleep is 100% drug free. It's a blend of natural ingredients, and it promotes healthy sleep by reducing anxiety and distress, and improving mood, uh, promoting relaxation. My wife and I, we were in Costco yesterday and we were loading up on, you know, just different medicines and things like that. And uh, I said, honey, because Rafe used to take melatonin. I said, you want to get some extra melatonin? She said, no, it doesn't work. Relief sleep is much better. And it's true. If it doesn't work for you, this is the same kind of thing as melatonin, except it's better and is all 100% natural ingredients. So unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800, the number four relief, 800, the number four relief. Do it now or go to relieffactor.com. Read all about it. Try it. It is really remarkable and you are left refreshed. You don't feel it in your system at all. Dream big, sleep tight, relief factor sleep at relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, uh, Justin, we have um, we have been talking about the UCC code and we've been telling people not to allow it to pass. Now you've been working with legislature uh, legislatures uh, all over the country and these legislators are telling you, no, there's much more to the code. We have to change it. Would it be better just to go for states passing law that CBDCs cannot be used for commerce? So it's, it's a really complicated question because there are all sorts of issues related to the Constitution and who has the authority to regulate money and whether or not a state can even pass a law that outright rejects the use of, of an established currency. form of money at the federal level, because it's a federal responsibility to 
coin money. Of course, there are people who say, well, yeah, but coining money means physical money, not digital money. And so maybe they are allowed to do it. And so I think it's, there's a lot of open questions about that, that we don't necessarily know. I think that the, the most effective thing that legislators can do, and legislators actually do not know a lot of the things that I've, t- I've told you today. No, I've gotten that from a lot of UCC lawyers, uh, actually. But um, what they need to do is they need to focus first. In my opinion, I think Americans would be much better off if lawmakers killed the UCC bills. Okay, if they killed the UCC bills uh, to update them right now, they would be much better off. But then they also need to update the UCC and all other state laws that they can possibly find in ways that would make it so that a central bank digital currency uh, is undermined in the state in financial transactions. For example, can you use a CBDC, a a, a programmable digital currency, uh, when you're using for collateral in a loan, let's say. Right. Okay? State laws dictate some of that. Okay. And they can undermine that. They can do things like that to undermine the use of a CBDC, and I think that's what they have to do. More in a second. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. When it comes to doing business with somebody, there are two kinds of trust that you have to worry about. You need to be able to trust the person is honest. That's a baseline. But you also need to be able to trust that he or she knows what they're doing. Character and competency. Those are the two key ingredients. Without them, you're in peril, no matter what it is. One of the places where this matters most is financially with real estate, your home. Buying and selling of a home is a really big deal. And too many of us don't know what we're looking for in a real estate agent. We want somebody with a real plan. We want somebody that is not, it's just not cookie cutter. We want somebody who knows the market, knows how to price it, to move it without undercutting it. Somebody that can get the best price for you because, again, they know the market on the seller's side as well as the buyer's side. Realestateagentsitrust.com. These are the people that will help you. They're the experts that you need. It's a free service to you at realestateagentsitrust.com. Tell us where you're buying or selling. We'll get you the name of the people we think are the best in the area. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code will not be censored right now. 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. All right. Justin Haskins is still on with us. I am going to, uh, this is going to be for hardcore fans. I'm going to announce the name of the book and tell you exactly what it is uh, and uh, tell you where you can find it on Amazon. You have to, I'll give you the directly what you need to put in. You won't even find this yet on my, my Amazon page uh, for books. You have to have. All of this information. So if you want to be the first to order it, um, here it is. The Great Reset was just the beginning. At important meetings in 21 and 2022, powerful leaders from government, finance, media, and business who support the World Economic Forum's plan for a great reset of capitalism launched a new call to action titled The Great Narrative. The Great Narrative Campaign uh, seeks to use the decay of traditional values throughout the West 
and the new and future advancements in technology, including in the areas of artificial intelligence, automation, the metaverse, robotics, and more, to seize control of economies and societies in North America and Europe. The elites behind these proposals even plan to impact the way people across cultures and the planet understand what it means to be human and have free will. According to the leaders of the Great Reset and Great Narrative Movements, by the year 2030, your world will be fundamentally transformed. In this new book, we are going to outline all of the dangers and the opportunities associated with the disruptions that are coming and provide a plan to protect you and your family from losing liberty. How you decide what the world decides to do with the information in this book will decide a lot. How free people of the world react to the challenges that we're going to show you in this book will change the course for generations to come. What will be the future of humankind and which side will you be on? The new book is called Dark Future. It's book two of the um, series in the Great Reset series. Dark Future, uncovering the Great Reset's terrifying new phase um, and uh, or next phase. You can find this only on Amazon today, but you have to go to Amazon, search Glenn Beck dark future and you will be able to be one of the first to order it it's kind of almost behind the scenes at this point because i mean i I don't know if you do this but like when i'm looking for the latest book from an author i'll just search the name and then just click on the name it's not there it's not even there yet (laughs) so uh if you want to be uh kind of uh you can get kind of pull one right off the line as they're getting printed (laughs) this is the way to do it um and the publish date the release date will be July 11th, 2023, but there will be hopefully a chance for you to get it before that. We'll give you all the details uh, as we uh, as we get closer. But if you want to order it, you can do it now on Amazon only. Dark Future by Glenn Beck and Justin Haskins. Uh, Justin, this is the longest, most in-depth book I've ever done. Um, and you and your team remarkable on footnoting and finding the stories. We had a really hard time cause we had to put this to bed. Uh, what a month ago, uh, yeah. three weeks ago, something like that. And yeah. there's stuff that even from one version to the next, a lot of that stuff was already outdated. It was like, uh, no, it's worse than that now. Cause they just did this. Um, yeah. This is a really difficult book to write, but it's 465 pages and a lot of that is more footnotes than we've ever done before in any yeah. book. Yeah, there, there's uh, something it's well over a thousand footnotes. It, to put it in perspective, for those who, who read The Great Reset and, and really liked The Great Reset and appreciated how much research we put into that, this book is basically one and a half times that book in terms of the length. And then in terms of the, the, the footnotes, it's twice, it's, I think it's more than twice as many footnotes. 
And in, in this book, we, we cover, I mean, really, this is the summation of your whole career covering uh, futurism. And, and then all of the work we've been doing on the Great Reset and, um, and Davos and, and ESG and all of that, how those two things interact and how that's going to transform your world going forward, how it's going to fundamentally change everything about your life in every single way imaginable, uh, tying all that stuff together in a way that people can understand because you know, it's really hard to understand how cryptocurrencies work or how AI works. Or when I was doing research for this book, because I'm not, you know, you're, you're a futurist, Glenn, okay? You, you've been covering this for a long time. I'm not. So when I was doing research for this book, I remember thinking, all right, I'm going to bone up on AI. I'm going to learn all about AI. Right. And then as I started reading about AI, I said, you know what? I need to, I think, understand algorithms first. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I really need to know how does a computer work? Right. What, 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 what is even a computer anyway? What does it do? This is, and, you and, know, so, I tell you, it is so, it's so great because I have been watching technology since the early 90s and I've got into AI and uh, and and all of it back around 95. And so I've, I have the building blocks. I know when we've said in the meeting and I'm like, okay, we got to research this, 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 this. And you wrote them down and I could see your eyes were crossed a little bit. Like, I don't even know what that is. I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. But you know what? I actually think that worked really well it did. because, because the two of us, we come from it at totally different, totally different perspectives. But I think that helps because a lot of the people who are going to read this book don't know what AI is really either. They don't know how cryptocurrencies or digital currencies or any of these things. They don't necessarily know how that works either. And so by having both of the, those perspectives, we're able to put this thing together in a way that, is, that anyone is going to be able to pick up and read and understand. And I got to tell you, it is the most ter- I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the no. most terrifying thing that I have. I mean, seriously, there were nights I could not sleep over some of the stuff that was in this book, stuff that I have never heard of, stuff that only the, the, the sort of um, uh, most uh, elite types are talking about is in this book covered in a way that no one, uh, that the vast majority of people in America have never heard of. And we are, we are not only breaking it down in a, in a digestible way, but we're showing you how it's going to impact every part of your life. This and isn't it, theoretical. This yeah, is, every part of your life is going to change. Right. This, and, and th- this is the culmination. Everything I told you about in 2008, and I said, it's going to look like this, it's going to be this, and these people are going to be you know, working, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't know what I was describing, but I'm describing, I was describing at the time this this is the culmination of everything that I told you I thought was coming. This is, this is it. This is it. And, it. and it is so essential that you understand it. One of the most terrifying um, things in it, and the reason, I mean, we really had a hard time um, naming this book. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason why Dark Future uh, worked so much for me was... Um, you know, the Yuval Harari uh, stuff in the book is terrifying. This is guy that everyone on the left presidents, Barack Obama talked about him. Bill Clinton talks about him. He's uh, partners with the World Economic Forum. And he literally says things like, you know, there's a lot of useless people on this planet and we have to figure out what are we going to do with them? And he is a 
well-connected, well-respected. This guy is so dangerous in this context uh, that it's it's terrifying. And you have to be aware because I'll tell you, we wanted this book out in in January and we just couldn't get it done because it's such a massive undertaking. Um, so it's out in July, but you have to get this information because you will understand the world as it starts to fly apart and come at you. And you will see the mirrors and the tricks that they are working on people. You'll know where they're going. So you'll be able to see the news in the day and go, oh, okay, all right, closer to that, closer to that, got it. And you'll be able to prioritize what is truly important and um, free will and what it means to be human. They are redefining right now. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, it was it was amazing to see in in the same way that it was amazing. We were doing research for the Great Reset, how open so many people were talking about this at highest levels of government and NGOs, the World Economic Forum. They're just talking about resetting the global economy in that same way. It was shocking how many world leaders and powerful people and heads of big tech companies and others are openly talking about how they're going to create a second evolution for humanity, how they're going to rewrite the genetic code, how they're going to redesign your future, how they're going to create a new blueprint for humanity. These are all quotes. These are all things that they're actually saying to each other in big, elaborate conferences like at Davos and elsewhere, World Government Summit and other places, where they're openly talking about how they're going to design every aspect of technology going forward, and it's already started, so that it has embedded within it social credit scoring ideas, ESG ideas, uh, wokeism, things that elites favor, so that the future resembles what they want it to resemble. And, and, and so they are literally designing your future right now. And the vast majority of people have no idea that it's happening. They have no say in it at all. And one day they're just going to wake up and all of a sudden everything is going to be absolutely completely different. They will have no power or control over their lives and they will not understand why if they have not read this book and they will not be able to prepare for it and prevent it from happening if they have not read this book because there is literally nothing out there right now at all that ties all of this stuff together in the way that this book does. You know, Justin, um, uh, somebody said that um, you and I, with this book and the radio program, and... um, Oh, shoot. What's his name over in England? The comedian actor that's all on the great. Russell Brand. Yeah, Russell Brand, that it's the three of us that have made the world awake to the Great Reset and what they're doing. I find that absolutely incredible. And there is nothing like this book in Europe. And I don't know how to get Europeans to pay attention, but. There's nobody. You can't do a show like this in Europe. You Europe, Canada, the entire Western world needs to read this information because nobody's printing it. Nobody's printing it. Yeah. 
Well, in Europe, they've designed the, they've already gotten to the point in Europe, and they're trying to do that in America, but they've already reached that point in Europe where the, the institutions are so powerful and so in bed with these ideas, and they don't have the same kinds of constitutional protections for individuals in many of those countries as they do here. So these institutions are able to just stamp out any ideas that they don't like. And of course, they don't like it when people are talking about how elites are redesigning the future. But this affects the whole world. It affects all of us. And, and, and that's another incredible thing that we talk about in the book is we spend a lot of time talking about the national fascists the ch- of China and Russia and countries like that and how they're going in the polar opposite direction in a very negative way and how we have to, we have to chart this course in between the international fascism of the Great Reset and the Great Narrative and this dark future and the national fascist authoritarians of Russia and China and countries like that. And walking that that middle line is so So difficult to do, but we have to do it or else freedom will die one way or the other. Okay, Justin, thank you so much. We'll talk about this some more as we um, as we reveal more about the book. The name of the book is Dark Future. It's book number two in The Great Reset. Dark Future by Glenn Beck. You can only find it if you put Dark Future Glenn Beck into the Amazon search bar. You can be one of the first. Get this book and read it before it becomes a history book, because it will become a history book soon. Every day, at some point or another, you have a moment or two where you get kind of nervous about the future, what it's going to look like. You know, now might be one of those times. You know, Uh, what are you going to do? How are you going to protect your family? What are you doing with your credit card debt? Man, I feel for you if you have credit card debt. It is it just seems overwhelming and you're like I don't have anything else I can do. Okay, that might be true, but probably isn't true. I want you just to start by calling American Financing now. If you own your own home and you have credit card debt, Please, that is the interest rate on that is going to go out of control. Call American Financing now at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's a family-owned mortgage company. They're in it for you. They're saving people an average of $700 a month. Plus, you could end up being able to delay two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. Call them now. It's AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Glenn Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Um, in case you uh, missed it, uh, the name of the new book is Dark Future. Um, you know, kind of a, I thought it was a pick-me-up, kind of, you know, bathroom reader. Uh, it's part of the Great, Re- part of the Great Reset uh, series, uh, and it is uh, Dark Future Uncovering the Great Reset's terrify- Terrifying Next Phase. Uh, and you can only get it on Amazon today. We'll officially be launching it soon. Uh, but you have to go actually up into the uh, search bar and type in Glenn Beck Dark Future. And uh, it will 
it will come up. Be one of the first uh, to get it. All right. When we come back, we have the guy who started and was the CEO uh, and I think chairman of the board of Home Depot. Guy is amazing. Amazing. A guy who is now 93 years old and still rocking on to talk about capitalism and the banking situation in America. The Glenn Beck Program. so excited and honored to have the Home Depot co-founder, Bernie Marcus, uh, on. You'll understand when I introduce him here in a second. We want to talk about capitalism, what's happening in our country, the banks, wokeism. Bernie Marcus, co-founder of the Home Depot, joins me in 60 seconds. These days, it uh, you know might be easy to think of the American economy uh, kind of like uh, being a uh, Joe Biden going up a flight of stairs. It's not really uh, It's not really good. I'm not sure he's going to make it all the way up the stairs every time he's walking onto the plane. But right now, you need to consider what is happening and all of the things, especially if you missed today's podcast. In hour number one, I told you what the, fa- what the Fed is doing with their Fed now. This is just, this is just the groundwork uh, to... Uh, Put the Fed in charge of your entire life. It's extraordinarily dangerous. And it's it's coming because of inflation. We are spending way too much money. Fed is just printing money. Please consider gold or silver as part of whatever it is you have. You should have several different things depending on what you can afford. But you shouldn't have your money all in one thing because God only knows what is anything's going to be worth. Uh, when we really hit the bumps that are coming. Goldline is offering a special in their $5 gold Indian and $5 gold Liberty coins this week. With every roll or box of 20 of each item that you own, you'll receive 100 of the one-ounce copper Mayflower rounds at no charge, just as a thank you. Please, just find out if it's right for you. It's goldline.com. Call them now. They're waiting for you at 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. I don't think, I mean, usually I introduce somebody and I'll say, hey, he's the co-founder of uh, Home Depot. But this man's uh, accomplishments are just astounding. Um, By the time he was 15, he held, he had already held more than a dozen jobs. He had joined a gang Worked as a hypnotist in the Catskills. He's the son of a cabinet maker and garment worker. His dad survived the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire, which is incredible in and of itself. 
he became uh, somebody who is well known what he did. Uh, he is the guy who co-founded Home Depot. It, things were so bad the first day on opening day that his wife said, you're not shaving because she said, I don't want a razor anywhere near you. <laughs> your throat from there they've gone to 500,000 associates 2300 stores um and this is a guy that was a son of a russian immigrant who just believed in the united states being that golden land he has since retired from home depot and he and his wife billy started the marcus foundation they have given more than two billion dollars in grants they're both uh, strong believers in, you know, helping out as much as you possibly can. The Marcus Institute has programs for children with disorders of the brain. Um, it also has they also have the Autism Center, which offers expanded services for children with autism. He has founded or funded the Grady Health System for the Marcus Stroke and Neuroscience Center, the Marcus Trauma Center, the Piedmont Heart Institute. He established the nation's first heart valve reference center, um, MDA out of Israel. He, he partnered with them to build a critically needed new national blood center in Israel. Um, he created Project Share to ensure that the members of the military and veterans get diagnosed and cared for without any financial constraint by underwriting the housing, transportation, and care costs of any military personnel with brain or spinal injuries who are sent to Shepherd Hospital. He founded the Nanotechnology Research Center building at Georgia Institute of Technology. He's the guy who's responsible. He and his wife created the Georgia Aquarium. It's the largest aquarium in the world. 60 exhibits, 550,000 square feet, 10 million gallons of water, 125,000 animals. And it's the world's only aquarium and vet medicine teaching hospital in the world. He funded and created the Jobs Creator Network, a group of current retired CEOs and entrepreneurs who have come together to preserve the free enterprise system uh, during the pandemic. He uh, granted money to uh, study the effects of high doses of vitamin C. Uh, also, for those who have issues that prevent the use of hydro, uh, hydroxychloroquine, he created a clinical trial for blood tests for Corona-19 antibodies. He supported two hospitals that opened floors specifically for the coronavirus patients. Um, his job creators network was instrumental in securing funding and for small and medium sized business. Um, he was also he and his wife, Billy, one of the first to sign the giving pledge. My gosh. Oh, and he has a new book out. Uh, he came out last year. Kick up some dust. Lessons on thinking big, giving back and doing it yourself. What an honor to welcome Bernie Marcus onto the program. Hi, Bernie. God, uh, Glenn, I'm worn out just listening to you <laughs> on the introduction. Yeah, I mean, that is that's an incredible life, an incredible life. Wow. Thank you. Well, well, you look. You know, uh, you put on this earth for a very short time, and you're hoping that you're going to do the best you can, and uh, God willing, uh, you're able to do it. Now, we grew up very poor. My parents were Russian immigrants. Uh, we lived in a fourth-floor tenement in Newark, New Jersey, and to say we were poor would be an understatement. It's it's 
we virtually had nothing. And in those days, they didn't have the umbrella. You didn't have food stamps. You didn't, they didn't give out, you know, cell phones to people. Uh, we just made it if we, my father didn't, uh, and he was a lousy businessman and a great carpenter, but not a good businessman. If he didn't make any money, we didn't eat. And it was as simple as that. But I, one thing we had, we had the family, and we had the love in the family. And my mother, who really ran the family, you know, believed in America, and she thought this was the golden land. And she kept saying to me, no matter what you want to be, you can be it in America. This is the golden land. And she was 100% right. And she said, if you work hard and you keep focused and you don't let the, the, uh, bad problems affect you and knock you down, if you keep going, that you will be successful or whatever you want to be. She said, you could be the president of the United States. Although, why, Glenn, why would I want to do that? <laughs> no, not. Jeez, uh, like, like, yeah, I know. God, it. I know. I mean, what Trump is going through is unbelievable. I, 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 I am just like you. I am so worried about um, freedom and the free market, the ability to think and become. It's all going away so quickly. And it just seems like America is asleep or they don't realize that it won't always be. Like it was, you know, I think people have this, ah, well, these things happen and, you know, uh, no, we're on the verge of losing everything that our founders worked for and people like you built over the last 250 years. Well, I'm sorry to say that you're probably right. You know, I'm 93 years old and I've lived through so many administrations, uh, Republican, Democrat, and, uh, I never thought that the world could change so quickly in two years. Uh, Biden got into office, and he is extreme, extreme in every every day way you could think of. And I'm a great believer in the capitalist system. I think capitalism built America, yeah. made us the strongest land and uh, country in the world. That's why people have come across the border. They want to come here. And they want to have their own American dream. It's the only place. You can't have it in India, China, or Russia, or, you know, uh, Venezuela. Even Europe. Or the U.K. or anywhere. Yeah. And you can, ha- you can have it here as long as you believe in what you want and what you're doing well, and work hard. But that's not the case anymore. I was going to say, could you, is it true, because could you start Home Depot today uh, like you did I- you know, back when you started it? I don't think so, Glenn. And and I think the reason is um, the, the, they have so many uh, obstacles for small businesses. We're a small business. And uh, that's why I started Job Creators Network, to protect small businesses, because I know it's the backbone of America. You know, 70%, uh, about 70 million people work in small businesses. I mean, I'm talking about the pizza shop, the cleaning store, the drug store. Uh, these are all small businesses. And we never had the, re- the, the regulations that they have today. 
And what he's trying to do, and I'm talking about Biden now and the Democratic Congress, they want to pass laws that raise taxes that will knock out half the Americans or half the small businesses in America. They're not going to survive. They can't survive now. They can better. They, they're barely making it now because they can't find people that want to work. I mean, think about this in America. You can't find people that want to work. And it's amazing. You know, why would people work when they, in some cases, with uh, two platoon a family and maybe a couple of kids, you can make eighty, ninety, million, ninety thousand $90,000 a year sitting on your, your rear end on, at home and not working. So um, the American dream is starting to fade, and it's it's shameful. And kids coming out of college that are being taught these woke policies believe in socialism. And uh, they did a survey, I think they were 35%, believe that socialism is better than capitalism. And let me tell you something. Capitalism is what made the Home Depot. If we weren't able to sell stock on the street, because when we opened, when we opened the store, I'm talking about the first Home Depot store, we were terribly un- undercapitalized. And the only thing that kept us alive was being able to go to the capital markets and raise money. And we did that. And today, you know, Home Depot is, you know, $100, $100 billion in sales plus uh, 500,000 associates in the United States, in Mexico and Canada, in Guam and in Hawaii, and is a very profitable company. But if you look at what they're trying to do uh, with this ESG, which is, you know, they're, not, they're now doing it with the financial institution, institutions and with uh, the uh, investment funds, uh, we're going to destroy America. They're killing off the goose, and I don't get it. Why, why would they want to do this? That's, I think, why so many people um, don't understand or don't accept uh, anything as a plan. They just think maybe this is incompetence, maybe. But it, there's too much that has happened for you know anybody's batting average to be that bad unless it's intentional. And what they're doing is resetting capitalism. They're resetting it to a, uh, a stakeholder capitalism. And the stakeholders are the businesses, the community leaders, if you will, uh, and, um, and the government. And they're directing us into this, this new system and destroying the value of our dollar to be able to reset into something that they have more control over. It's uh, it's something that, you know, I don't think people really, you know, most people are not are not evil. Most people aren't really even bad. So they when they see somebody who's doing something that is really bad or evil, they, they have a hard time accepting it because they'd be like, why? why? People don't do that. Why would they do that? But power and money well, and greed. Powerful. Yeah, I, I, I think that. Many people, I'm talking about the invest, the uh, the American people today, uh, are are really thinking with their hearts, yeah. but they're not thinking with their brains. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at this inflation. 
what it's doing to this country and what it's doing to the middle class and lower class is just outrageous. People can't afford to put meat on the table, eggs, or, you know, the simple things because of inflation. And it's all manufactured by the policies of Biden. So it didn't come out of nowhere. It didn't just happen. This was done purposely. Um, now, is he, does, does he want to bring down this country? I don't know. He's doing a hell of a good job of it. Yeah. Um, we're talking to Bernie Marcus, the Marcus uh, Foundation chairman and the co-founder of Home Depot. I want to talk to you a little bit about the banking system and the belief in in capitalism. How does somebody who was born, you know, uh, at, you know, on September 11th, even they have not seen what capitalism in a free market really is. They've seen the crony capitalism and they're in their 20s now. So. How do we reverse this? We'll continue our conversation in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about preborn. Um, if the left spent just a fraction of the time fighting for good causes as they do fighting to maintain the institution of abortion uh, and celebrating abortion, I mean, most Americans uh, don't even want to think about it, but most Americans would say, you know, safe, legal, and rare. Though that's so far gone in the rearview mirror, it is now celebrate. We have partnered with the Ministry of Preborn to help rescue thousands of babies this year alone from that exact fate of a mom apparently celebrating. I don't believe it. I think most of these mothers feel trapped. They don't feel like they have any other choice. But preborn is there. These these uh, women's centers are fantastic and they provide a free ultrasound to expecting mothers. Once a mom sees the baby on the screen and hears the heartbeat, she is so much like more likely to choose life. And it's not just about the baby. It's about the mom, too. They'll take care of the mom, and the baby and clothing and books and everything uh, for two years. It's an amazing organization. Would you join me? Donate to Preborn at preborn.com slash Beck or hit pound 250 keyword baby. That's pound 250 or visit preborn.com slash Beck sponsored by Preborn. 10 seconds station ID. Bernie Marcus. Bernie, how long has it been since we've been in an actual free market? Because people, the youth today, they have no idea. They see capitalism as something that is just enriching really, really rich people and really corrupt uh, partners in in Congress or in the White House. Well, yeah. Well, you only have to go back two years. You know, when Trump was president and uh, you know, a lot of people hate Trump. I mean, really hate him, not because of his policies, but his policies uh, brought about a, a period of time when everybody was 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 in good shape. The poor, the middle class, uh, the minorities had the, the more minorities working than any time in the history of this country. Inflation was what a one point five percent or something. And uh, all, they say, all ships rise. 
Well, everybody was making money. Everybody was doing better. Uh, all the things were happening. They were good. And then COVID came along, and it killed it killed the Trump administration, and I think it killed his his uh, his ability to get reelected. That plus ill-advised things that he said, but his policies were terrific, and so capitalism was flourishing during this period of time. The stock market was flying. Uh, people were making a lot of money in their four hundred one four hundred one ks. And 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 everybody look everything looked really good, and Biden came in, and it was like you took a cloak, and you just put it over the economy, and from that day on, inflation started to rise. He spent the started to spend more money than we have, uh, much more, uh, and uh, in, in frivolous places, and. Of course, we saw inflation starting to go up, and the cost of energy killed everybody and killed the entire supply line. And I don't know, I don't know, the American people, aren't you feeling it? Don't you, don't you feel it every time you go to a supermarket or you, you pay your rent and your rent is up dramatically? Uh, the American people... Uh, I've always had faith in them. I, I hope that they they wake up and understand that they can't afford these policies anymore, and vote the people out of office. Bernie and brought it to them. I would I would love to continue our conversation. You're the only 93 year old that probably has limited time, uh, you know, in his schedule. If you can stay another 15 minutes, I would like that. Um, just talk to our producers off air. Ask him, uh, Bernie Marcus the Home Depot co-founder. He is very outspoken on what's going on with the banks. And we're going to talk to him. By the way, he's 93. Compare him to the president. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. uh, Jerry wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. Um, She says, I listened to Glenn Beck rave about this product for years, and then I finally decided to try it. The trial bag was more than enough to see the results I needed to continue purchasing more. My 12-year-old dog is playing and running again. I could tell the difference after the second feeding. It's wonderful, magical, nutritional stuff, nutritional stuff. No buyer's remorse here. Jerry, thank you so much for writing in. I don't know if it was, I noticed in the first couple of feedings that Uno ate and wolfed it down. I think in the first couple of days, I saw a difference in Uno as well. You just wait. Wait until you just watch over the next few months. It's crazy. Rough Greens wants you to try it with your dog, and they don't want you out any money if your dog doesn't like it. So you get the first bag free, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. They'll give you the first bag free. You just pay for shipping. Uh, and then if your dog eats it, just watch the changes. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. Rough Greens. BlazeTV.com will not be censored. Use that promo code, will not be censored, at BlazeTV.com slash Glenn and save 20 bucks. We are with uh, Bernie Marcus. He is the Marcus Foundation chairman and also the co-founder of The Home Depot. 
he has been quite outspoken on what's happening with the banking system and capitalism. And uh, I've just got a few more minutes with him. He's 93 years old. He's the age my father would be if my father were still alive. And um, I have two ways to go. I can ask him about the news, but I miss my father's wisdom of a long-lived life and perspective. Uh, so if Bernie doesn't mind, I'd just like to ask you some some more uh, philosophical questions, Bernie. Do you mind? Sure, sure. sure. Um, you know, we, you, you grew up, uh, Depression, World War II. You have seen the Cuban Missile Crisis. You have lived through the 60s where we had huge public figures for a decade they were just shot in broad daylight and killed and assassinated. We had the, the you know, drug-free thing, you know, the uh, or free drugs and free love and the, the hippies and the communists and 9-11 and everything else. And America always battles and gets back to where she was and better. Um, is, is this any different than things that we've seen before all throughout your lifetime? Yeah, I've never seen anything like it, and uh, mm-hmm. I never realized. I mean, I could sit back and say, "What? What in God's name happened? Uh, how did it change so quickly? And how did the American people become dumbed down?" I mean, think about what we're doing with the education system. We're dumbing down the kids. Uh, we don't want the kids to know math. We don't want to be able to read. Uh, many kids go to college can't read, don't understand math, but they're still accepted because it's the right thing to do. It's equity. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, a diversity. Uh, but we're dumbing down the whole society, and we're going to pay the bills. Well, I will tell you that the amount of money that they have spent in this, and then Trump is no better. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spent a lot of money, but nothing like what Biden is going through. No, a budget. his budget is $6.8 trillion for this year. Yeah, That's insanity. He, he, yeah, he, he, he doesn't seem to have any limit. And, and the American people have to understand that every time you borrow, you, you give out money to all these programs that he believes in, that somewhere you have to pay for it. And, and all of this we pay interest on. And the interest is at the highest level we've ever had. So that for years to come now, I mean, for years, uh, I'm 93, I won't be here. But other people and their children, their grandchildren, are going to have to pay for this debt that they're spending frivolously. And I think it's uh, just a bad policy. Uh, Glenn, I'd like to, for one second, go back to my book, Kick Up Some Dust. Mm-hmm. I think that all the policies I believe in, uh, the capitalist system and how people can uh, give to charity and make money and get involved with charity and give money away, um, all these institutions today, the universities that we have that are all playing woke uh, and fighting capitalism, are all founded on capitalism. I know. If you walk through the universities, you see the names of all the capital, all the people that contributed money. They're all capitalists. And they're trying to destroy everything that came up in America. And I just hope and pray that the American people, 
have enough sense to vote these people out who've done these policies and bring back good government, uh, some restraint. My God, we need to restrain Congress. They got to stop spending money the way they do. It just can't keep going on because they're going to bury this country. Well, how long would you have been in business if you didn't have a budget for 12 years, 14 years? <laughs> well, not only not been in business, if we didn't make money, and think yeah. about it, this thing, this ESG that they're talking about, of you know, having climate change uh, and diversity being the policies of a company, uh, our policy was how do you make money? If you don't have make money, you can't hire people. If you can't hire people, you can't put them to work. That's capitalism. Putting people to work, work is the best thing that can happen to anybody. And when people work, they become very productive. And so you have to keep making money. You can't run it based on climate change. My God, I mean, we thought about climate change. We're concerned about the the uh, the environment, but we did it within the confines of making money at the Home Depot. And if you didn't make money, you don't sell stock. And if you don't sell stock, you don't have money to refinance whatever you want to do. But capitalism is the basis of it. Capitalism socialism. is capitalism is the best way to run a charity. If you can do what you did, get rich. Uh, and and then choose to spend some of your money, or heck, if you wanted to, all of your money, on charitable ventures. That's the best thing. It's the easiest way, and the and the the way to raise the most amount of money is through capitalism. There's no there's no doubt about it. I mean, I think about the things that I did in in Atlanta, what the Marcus Foundation did. Uh, Take Atlanta, and I'm not going to take about the national things or the international things, but the Grady Grady Hospital was the most important urban hospital in Atlanta. They were going broke. And we invested tens of millions of dollars, built the Marcus Emergency Center, the Trauma Center, the Stroke Center, uh, saving lives every year. I mean, I can't. The government can't do that. They don't know how to do it. What does it mean? Look at the way the, v, look, look at the, way the VA operates. Oh. It's a disaster. What does it mean if Biden gets his way and he puts a 25% tax on uh, individuals like you? Well, he'll kill off America. I, I can't even believe that the Democrats would go along with that. This is about the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And how does that kill off America? Well, because people will have to sell their assets in order to pay the taxes. If you, if you had a stock, if you have a farm, and that farm was worth zero, and all of a sudden, when you bought it, it was worth a couple of hundred dollars, and you spent 20 or 30 years or 40 years building up that farm, to where it's now worth, let's say, $5 million. That's the value of it. They want to tax that. Well, most people 
where they're going to get the money to pay the right. tax. Right, because it's an unrealized they, they asset. It's an unrealized yeah, game. To, yeah, they have to sell the asset. So you're going to find people selling off their assets. Well, in my case, I would have to sell off Home Depot stock, which is where I put most of my charity. $2 billion already in medical research. Uh, we're, we're, we're involved with so much research all over the country trying to save lives, and we will save lives. This is where government is not involved. I mean, we have something like with Johns Hopkins, a a, clinic, a uh, simple blood test that's before the FDA now, where they're going to be able to determine that somebody has stage four uh, prostate cancer or uh, uh, ovarian cancer or with a blood uh, test, terrible cancers that you don't usually find till the the fourth stage. You can find it in the first stage with a very simple wow. blood test. And, and, and our foundation paid for that, that research. And when it comes out, it's going to save the lives of God knows millions of people. And there are many things that philanthropists are involved with. And the philanthropists all have their money based on a capitalist system. Bernie, not socialism. Socialism doesn't work. Let me uh, let me ask you a final question before we have to let you go. The the loss of America for people who are have been indoctrinated with it's not a special country. It's you know it's just it's one of the same. Um, what does the loss of America mean to the average person and to the world? Well, it's it's generations. Uh, that will not be able to foster, will not be able to build, you'll find this country will come to a standstill. Hey, listen, you know what? Companies like like Venezuela, uh, it didn't happen overnight. Right. You know, these people had a good operation going, and all of a sudden they're down down to the drain. Cuba, uh, look at Russia. What happens is, the powerful people take over and now run the country based on what they want, not what on the people want. Russia is not a democracy. China is not a democracy. You do what they tell you to do. And this is where we'll end up the same way. We'll have somebody like a president who become a dictator and you'll lose your freedom. You won't be able to say what you want to say. You won't be able to march in the streets and, and have a peaceful protest. Those things will be gone. And people like you, Glenn, they'll shut you up. Let's you won't keep, be able to have your program. Let's keep that to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but that's I know. what do you think is going to happen. No, I know. I know, it, Bernie. It, I know. Not going to be a good world. I know. So I think that people should start to understand, be happy with the with what we have, and just wake up. Yeah. Wake up and vote the people out that, that have brought this where we are and put people in who could take this take us back to prosperity. Just have faith in Americans. Just have faith in your fellow Americans. Together we can accomplish anything on our own. Um 
that's the secret bernie i I can't thank you enough for spending the time with me and uh it's it's uh rare to be able to talk to a, a living legend and i i so appreciate your time and everything that you have done both in business and charity thank you all right. Thanks, Len. God bless you. Thank you very much. You bet. Bye-bye. Bernie Marcus. Uh, by the way, the name of his book is Kicking Dirt. Is that what it was? Yeah, Kicking Up Dust. It's Kicking Up Dust uh, by Bernie Marcus. Wise. So, are you waking up every day frustrating, uh, frustrated with what you have to face another day of hurting every day? Pain is your body's way of letting you know there's something wrong. That's why it's, it's really not good to mask the pain. Most of the pain comes from inflammation. That's something wrong in the body. You can find ways to mask it, but that's bad. And it also leaves you strung out, feeling weird. Uh, you don't want to mask it. The other option is fight it. That's what I did. And I was finally convinced by my wife to try Relief Factor. I found out that it worked. If you're dealing with pain, please take my wife's advice. Just try it. Just try it for three weeks. It's 1995. It's a trial pack, not a drug developed by doctors. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered it, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Try Relief Factor now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 800, the number 4, Relief. 800 for relief relieffactor.com feel the difference join the conversation 888-727 back the glenn back program Well, Stu, you know, uh, was, you know, tried to tried to make friends with New Yorkers by having a, um, you know, he's going to jail tree um, (laughs) mailed. uh, And we were so excited about the violation of just everything that is good, decent and American uh, today. But it doesn't look like they're going to haul Donald Trump in today. No. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Well, who knows? You know, it could happen. Yeah, at any it could moment. happen at any moment. You, when you're right, you're right. Pe- people are trying to be, make their names, and uh, eventually, someone will do this. Because what's the downside for for a New York prosecutor, DA? Nothing. This is going to happen know. all the time with anyone. Makes him more famous. You yeah. Know, when when Al- Alvin is running for governor in a few years, we'll all remember what he did here. Yeah. If this works, and again, if he doesn't do it, he has no chance, right? Everyone will remember him on the left as a person who didn't go after Donald Trump and arrest him when they should have. Again, this is idiotic fan fiction, but it's still the way this world works right now. It's really amazing. Uh, you know, the, um, uh, the House uh, wrote a, a pretty terse letter mm. and said, you're violating uh, the rules of your office and your oath. And we will be looking into this, and if we have to, we will be changing laws um, based on you being out of control. It's these Soros people. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, what do they care? They don't have to raise money. They have Soros. They just do what Soros wants. I mean, you know, I, I feel a little like Jimmy Stewart. It's Potter. 
It's Potter. Do you want to live in Potterville? You won't own your own house. It'll be run down. It'll be horrible. It's Potterville. That's he is Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life. George Soros. And he's buying them all up. And this is what they're doing. They're letting criminals go. And he's spending all this time and energy and money in New York on Donald Trump on a misdemeanor. I mean, it makes no sense. No, uh, sense when you, especially when you put it in perspective of all of their other policies. You know, they, they always talk about wanting more gun laws, but will they ever actually enforce the ones that exist? No, no. They let those people they go. let those people go all the time. People who have committed rapes and all sorts of horrible, violent felonies get released onto the streets every day in these cities. But when it comes to, you know, this guy, because he's famous and he's the devil, apparently, you have to go after him for something that, at the very least, should be, or at the very worst, should be a fine. And that's that's how the Clinton thing ended. It's how the Edwards thing was going on at that point. I mean, And it, he has said he has no intention of doing anything virtual the with the president. Program. Mm-hmm.